My youngest son has decided that he wants to learn lacrosse. Shout out to all you lacrosse players out there. I have never played lacrosse. I don't even think I like learned about it in PE. Like don't know the rules. Have been watching a lot of YouTube to try to figure out how to support him in his lacrosse journey. One of the things though that I do have a lot of ability to help him with is the challenge that happens with mindset, especially when we're learning something new and it feels like everyone else is better at it than we are. And it's hard to keep that damn ball in the basket and run at the same time. His journey to learn lacrosse has been peppered with lots of discouragement. And so that's where good old Dr. Mama can step in and try to help him with the mindset reframes that need to happen if you're going to be a performer at any level in anything that's difficult. Don't worry, this is not a podcast episode about junior high lacrosse. It is, however, a podcast about three negative stories that entrepreneurs often struggle with. And I'm going to call them out and also give you some strategies for how to reframe them. If you'd like to watch the conversation happen in action, not just listen, you can head over to YouTube. This content lives there as well. It is also pulled heavily from the book that Rob and I published in 2017 called The Entrepreneur's Guide to Keeping Your Shit Together. So if that is not a book that's in your library, either the physical book or the Kindle or the audiobook, it's a great resource and a bit of a deeper dive into this topic. Thanks so much for listening and good luck with all of your junior high athlete adventures. Welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means. Sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, and I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. You're a liar. You're cruel. You say destructive things that aren't true. And the number one victim, the recipient of your distortion, you. As entrepreneurs, we live in our heads. It is in our minds that we create the worlds that eventually become our companies. Our stories are powerful and they're hatched within the privacy and quiet of our own minds. The internal stories that we tell ourselves are particularly powerful. They create our personal operating system, the foundation out of which we operate often unseen and unchecked by anyone else. This is why we have to pay super close attention to the stories that we're telling ourselves. Bad stories can be incredibly destructive, both for ourselves, our families, our relationships, and our companies. As a psychologist, I work with entrepreneurs and high performers to develop tools for spotting and repairing negative stories. So I'm gonna tell you about three common negative stories that are floating around in the heads of great leaders. And I'm gonna give you some simple tactics to help change the plot. First, it's important to understand that negative stories are not just negative thoughts. Everyone has the occasional inkling, are we launching too early? What if I fail? I don't know if they liked me. Negative thoughts are discreet, more easily thwarted with a quick break, a breath work, a reminder of past achievements, sometimes just a hug. But negative stories are more involved. They 
are repetitive. They affect our behavior and interactions over time. We carry negative stories like big fat books under our arms, and many of them have been with us since the beginning of our lives. Common negative story number one. Criticism is intolerable. Internal narratives come from early lived experiences. A child who grew up with critical parents often feels unworthy as an adult. Letting people down becomes unacceptable, a belief that can wreak havoc when you have a customer-oriented business. One of my clients, let's call him Peter, is a perfectionist. Peter is a product of a strict upbringing, hyper-attuned to unhappiness among his customers. After some early lukewarm reviews of his customer support staff, Peter is extraordinarily anxious about growing his customer support team. He's afraid to dilute the quality of service and garner more criticism. Peter keeps his team on a tight rein. He himself personally checks customer service tickets at 3 a.m. and works weekends. He looks over his team's shoulder and obsessively attends to customer perceptions. Customer opinions control his narrative and his work habits, and he is making his team miserable. Of course, this isn't viable for his business, for his team, or his personal mental health. Peter has a story that criticism from others or mediocre reviews are absolutely unacceptable. And I get it, nobody likes them, but the fuel with which he is fighting against this story is causing a lot of difficulty in his life. So what do we do about this? How do we reframe this level of perfectionism? Peter could use a hefty dose of growth mindset. The reviews are not the enemy. They are in fact the key to improvement. It would be much healthier for Peter to welcome critical feedback as a gift rather than fear it as an enemy. I know that's easier said than done, but in order for Peter to move past this story, he has to understand that his company is not perfect. It never will be perfect. But the key to feedback is to help it to be better, to help it grow, to help it improve, to help it iterate. The goal is not to deliver perfection, it's to deliver what is reasonable and improve on it from there. An improvement process is more important than perfection. And so it would be helpful for Peter to rewrite this story in his head, not about what is, but about what is becoming, what is emerging. Negative story number two, everyone is incompetent except me. Entrepreneurs often tell themselves negative stories about the capacity of others. This story often has its origins in early life, especially when a child was parentified or needed to act like an adult or take on adult responsibilities when they were still very young. This happens a lot in the case of an unavailable caregiver, maybe a single parent who's hustling to work multiple jobs or a parent or caregiver with an addiction that prevented them from being present. A young child steps in, steps up, and develops a personal narrative about only being able to rely on themselves. This little one then grows into a leader who lacks faith in their team. They're hesitant to delegate tasks or to even hire a team. It's difficult for them to trust others to make decisions. This leads to stifled collaboration in an unhealthy culture. Even solopreneurs who are working alone, but they have these kinds of trust issues, maybe they don't seek mentorship or they don't receive advice from peers. This is a problem for the business and it's incredibly lonely. No good business is developed purely in an island. Entrepreneurs need the feedback and support from other people in order to be able to bring the best ideas for their business forward. Our fundamental trust in someone else or in people in general is a big story to unwind and rewrite. But while you're working on trusting people, 
You can trust the process. Develop and test standard practices within your business so that teams can execute efficiently and consistently. Even small companies can benefit from this. Maybe use something like EOS to clarify who is responsible for what and how accountability and feedback occur in your business. Remember, your people are also passionate with their own motivations to succeed. So meaningful professional development, investing in the competence of others, supporting them, cheering them on, can be a great investment to help ensure that leaders know and understand what drives other people and they can trust in those motivations. An investment in the professional development of your team and in processes within your company that help things to operate smoothly can foster productive relationships and promote collaboration. And surely entrepreneurs who trust others can work towards their own goals faster. Negative story number three, I don't belong here. Imposter syndrome, it affects all of us, including an estimated 85% of entrepreneurs. So basically everyone. This is by far the most common negative story among entrepreneurs, a persistent inability to believe that our success is warranted. I go about reframing imposter syndrome by helping entrepreneurs remember that it's not about you. Entrepreneurs start and lead businesses because of a belief in a mission, a product, their customers. I think it's helpful to reposition negative stories that involve imposter syndrome by moving away from the ego. Get back to the mission statement. Get back to the people that you serve. Take yourself out of the center of the story and instead focus on the why of your company. That why is bigger than you as an individual. Disruptors have crises of faith in their competence because they push the boundaries. Use imposter syndrome as a positive trait to help you guide your own learning. Seek mentorship and training in areas where you feel most insecure. Never be done learning and be relentless in your pursuit of personal growth and development. You never arrive as a leader. You're always evolving and always unfolding. So the more that you grow, the more that your company grows, the more likely you are to find yourself in new territory, which can trigger a new sense of imposter syndrome. And maybe that's how it should be. Maybe you're always pressing into the edges of what's comfortable and what's known for you. Don't run from that. Lean in. Let that imposter syndrome drive you to be the best version of yourself that you can be in this iteration of your business and this iteration of your life. The stories we tell ourselves as entrepreneurs have a profound impact on our productivity, collaboration, and leadership. By recognizing and reframing these negative narratives, we unlock our potential and foster growth. Perfectionism can be transformed into a focus on long-term success. Trust issues can be overcome by developing standardized practices and investing in professional development to build strong and collaborative teams. Imposter syndrome can be embraced as an opportunity for learning. As entrepreneurs, we have the power to shape our success and we are the authors of our own stories. 